Welcome to What Would Amber Do? With your host, Amber Howard, your weekly dose of guidance, inspiration, and strategies to have your small business and whole life thrive. We bring you incredible guests who share their real life experiences of being an entrepreneur so you can have your whole life work. Now, here's your host, Amber Howard. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to What Would Amber Do? I am so excited this morning to be speaking with Quinn Nunian. Quinn is not only a dear friend and like family member, we've known each other, we've participated for years in personal development programs together. And Quinn transitioned from a career in event planning, commercial real estate, and property management to become a coach, financial services advisor and really a transformational leader. And Quinn's commitment is around empowering people to manage their money and really achieve their goals in life. And Quinn, it's just such a gift and a blessing to have this time with you this morning. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful. I mean, who would have thought, you know, what, five years ago that this is what we'd be doing? (laughs) <laughs> I know. Isn't it great? And Quinn is like located in, you're in Calgary right now. I'm doing a, it's like a long stopover in Calgary. <laughs> I was in Vancouver for May and June. So I got my, you know, what is it? No tan line tan already for the <laughs> summer. <laughs> so great. So uh, I love that about you. You're a bit of a nomad and we're going to talk about that this morning, but Mm -hmm. Um, just like, you're just someone for me, Quinn, who really embraces change, which is like, not, not typical of most human beings. Most human beings are (laughs) like, how do I, you know, I say I want a lot of different things, but like, how do I keep my life as, as the normal or the, even like all of these conversations over the last 18 months with COVID, right? Like this Mm -hmm. idea of getting back to normal, like we, 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 versus embracing what's new and what's changed Mm -hmm. as a result of, of all of the events and experiences that we've had over the last 18 months. So talk to me a little bit about your journey to get to today. How, you know, how did you go from being (laughs) someone who was in commercial real estate and property management to owning your own business and, and really empowering people around their finances? Um, it's, I mean, I think some people will kind of feel related to my story in some so many senses because I'm a college dropout, you know, I failed grade 10 math, <laughs> like, you know, the most accounting I ever knew was like my accounting teacher. She's like, you should open a TFSA or an RSP, you know, like that was like the most education I ever felt like I really got right. Though my family was very entrepreneurial and that's kind of really where it starts is for my family. Um, you know, I thought, okay, I'd go to school, you know, do, you know, they say go get an education. And my first, um, business like officially was with, um, Amway slash Quickstar. So people would know, like, you know, like selling toilet paper and making millions, like, well, who would have thought, right? But what I really got at the age of 18 was um, the amazing books that they were reading, right? So we talk about them now. Um, Think and Grow Rich, right? We'll talk about all these different books that like, at 18, like you're not reading those books. Like maybe now you are because it's more popular, but I read all these books, like, you know, the wealthy barber. Like, I was just like, what did I know? I was 18 years old. I was just doing what I was, you know, told to do. And I just really got that 
um, going to school wasn't going to get me where I really wanted to be, you know? And um, I believe it was like after volunteering, I think I volunteered for like six months straight across Canada. And um, that's kind of also where this adventure started. Um, You know, just really understanding and learning about the culture that we have here and who did I want to be in this society? And I got the bug of like, my mom was like, I did not come to Canada for you to work for free. (laughs) And I said, I'm not working for free. I promise it will pay off. (laughs) Um, But going to college, my second year, I went to, to Humber College for hospitality. And, you know, I was like, yay, this is so fun. This is the experience, right? But I didn't really find myself very effective or knowledgeable in in life, I would say. And my second year, I made a request to do my internship in Victoria because I wanted to see Canada. It was like planted in my head and they didn't respond to me. And when I got to the school, I showed up to the school to register and they're like, oh, no one's reviewed that application. I'm like, so then where am I going? And they're like, you're going to go to the Renaissance in in Toronto at at the Sky Dome. And I was like, I'm from Toronto. I don't need to learn about Toronto hospitality. And then I literally came there with like whatever my tuition was for the year, like like 2000 and change, $2,000 cash. Like (laughs) this is, you know, money I saved up. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to pay for school. And I took that money and I went to go do whatever else I did. It was actually probably to start a business at Quickstar and do a lot of different things. I got myself a laptop and, and then I just really got that. I'm going to go volunteer and do different things to actually discover what I wanted and not how people wanted it to be. And, um, and that's how I got to Vancouver for the first time, volunteering with people that had terminal illnesses, learning about alternative health care. And I was like, wow, like a lot of these things are so interesting. And then it was kind of like, well, you can't volunteer for the rest of your life. So let's figure out what we're going to do for work. And um, 21 years old, I'm with my boyfriend. We are the assistant superintendents in a residential building at Don Mills and York Mills in Toronto, (laughs) you know. Um, And if you don't know what that's like, imagine working 24-7 and people live there. And if anything happens, it's your problem. And um, I learned that I'm a problem solver. And, you know, I... You know, we were we were only there for a few months and um, it was the most growing I ever got in my life. First time living with a boyfriend, working with somebody that's my partner, working seven days a week, you know, and in that time frame, my father had passed away mm. and that kind of woke me up, you know, and um, I might get a little emotional because his anniversary, his passing anniversary is actually the end of this month. So it's kind of like all of it, all over again, the the 360, right? But um, I ended up, you know, we ended that relationship and it was what, you know, after four years, uh, you know, you're now an adult and, you know, life is changing. And I was like, I'm going to go to Vancouver. And um, then it was the 2008 crash. I went to Vancouver. It was now 2009. The Olympics was happening in 2010 it was like wow like this is what life is about and um 
I applied, I went to an agency and I said, you know, I would love to work in property management. I would like to try commercial property management because residential is horrible, but I have the skills and I ended up working for a huge company that just got me like in the door and they sent me to college classes. They paid for them. Um, I was like, wow, you just got to find a good job that's going to pay to go to school. And they paid for different certifications. And that's really it. I found my dream job, which is a place that would pay me to go do all the things that they wanted me to do. And that's how I built my career. And I thought that's where I was going to be for the rest of my life. Like literally um, working from a mom and pop to like literally working for a billion dollar company in Canada. like. Like one of the biggest uh, international real estate investment trusts. And I thought I made it. But then it's like, no matter how much money I made, it just never seemed enough. Mm. You know, because then you upgrade your car and then you upgrade your lifestyle, the way you eat. I was never like a handbag person or anything like that. But, you know, you know me. I, I like hey, the, Don't hate the on the handbag people over here. just saying I was not them but like you know but it just really I just didn't really get it I didn't understand why my mom was saying go to work get a good job and you'll be good because it wasn't working and um it was at one point where I had like I think I had less than like maybe like just a, a few thousand in my RSPs and I was like can I just pull these out to pay something because of blah 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 it was like an emergency with like my dog or something. And the person at the bank was like, well, usually they, you know, we would penalize you, but you know, we won't because of whatever the relationship was or whatever the clause was. Like, she was like, okay. You know? And that was the first time I was like, this is messed up. <laughs> like, where's all of the money going? Like, how is this possible? And um, so after that, um, you know, where I met you, Amber was, um, doing some personal professional training and development. And a year after taking a course there, I quit my, 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 my dream job that I thought I had. And I drove Uber and I had to like, they make the list of 20 things that I can make money from. And like, that was the real start of my entrepreneurial life because it was like, no matter what, it was like, where am I going to get this money to live my life? And, um, And then it was, you know, finishing our leadership program that, you know, one weekend in New York, I'm just like, all right, I'm going to apply to work at this company since I now have the qualifications and the training and they're going to train me some more. It's like another dream job of mine is to help as many people as possible. And that was fulfilled. I think over the two years I was at that company, I mean, thousands of people that I coached, hundreds a month, right? And um, including the friends and people around me now, like, you know, now they're coaching me in different things. And at one point I was a contribution to them. So that's, that was really where this, this journey now um, takes me. So out of that, being there and working you know, maybe a lot of people haven't experienced this and some people can't even fathom working 60 plus hours a week, you know, traveling, going to an office, not dating, you know, not, not, 
you know, I lived a great life, but it wasn't really like I was like, you know, in my early 30s. So it was like tick tock on the clock. Like <laughs> my friends are getting married, having kids. And I'm like still at my desk at like 10 o'clock at night, like late for a date, like made my date wait for like two hours, almost great, like stupid things. And, um, and that was it. One day my friend asked me, she's just like, how much longer are you going to work? for 60 hours a week. Mm. You know, Quinn, what I love so much about like what you're saying and what I really hear in your, your sharing is like you're like that nomadic spirit. One, I hear like Vancouver is a place for you. You just keep going back to, there's just something mm-hmm. about Vancouver for you during <laughs> times of transition or like inquiry. It's, the it's like, where you made- so, many, so many beaches. It, well, and as someone who was born on an island, I got to tell you, the ocean gets mm-hmm. under your gets into your blood, right? Yeah, it's sure. like I, I know Canadians love lakes, and yeah. I love lakes too. Lakes are beautiful, but they're like it's not an ocean. There's just something about ocean. being by the by an ocean, it, the the mm-hmm. magnitude of it. And yet, for me, I find it to be a really like I'm going home in at the end of the year, and I just yes. can't wait to spend time. Uh-huh. Like that, I'm like, I actually getting tingles thinking about it right now. Like the, the magnitude and the power of an ocean. And yet it, for me, it's, it's a very serene experience being, mm-hmm. being by the ocean. So, um, so, so, but what I really hear in your, your sharing is for you that this, this always being, you know, I called you a nomadic entrepreneur, but like an explorer. Mm-hmm. And, and never like, it's like, no matter how good life gets and, and, you know, you've had lots of really great opportunities to contribute to people and, and be of service in, in different ways, but it's like, your life is about being in the, in the, the inquiry and the exploration of like, well, what's next for me. And mm-hmm. I think that is part of what it is to be an entrepreneur. I think it's, you know, like that spirit of, of discovery of um, never settling for no matter how good it is right now like just being willing to, to really look and see what else could I create that would, and, and, and like enable me to fulfill on, because we're like, you and I are going to be different human beings at the end of this conversation. We're always changing. (laughs) Right. So it's like from year to year. And, and, and none of this is to say, if you really are empowered and like to work in the same job for 20, 30 years, Mm -hmm. like all the power to you, that's what you want. But you know, I think it's, I just think it's really great. And, and it kind of back to this idea of there being measures for success and happiness that come from outside of us versus like what I really hear is you creating, paving your own way for what a successful, happy life looks like for you. Um, like it takes something when everyone around you is like, well, what it looks like to live a, a successful life is, you know, you, you graduate high school, you go to college or university, yeah. you get a job, mm-hmm. parental expectations, community expectations, like your peer group, mm-hmm. watching your, you know, all of these things that we're told. I, I, I remember like, and I've heard this many times in my life, talking with people who, when it comes to like milestone birthdays, like 30, 40, <laughs> whatever, it's like, yeah. oh, I thought I'd be further along by now. Mm-hmm. Like I thought I'd be, you know, like, and so they're, they're not, even unconsciously measuring their life against some, some standard of what a good life should look like or, or what they decided, you know, at a, 
when they were a completely different human being, what their life would look like versus like standing in the present where I am now as, as this human being, what do I want? Oh my goodness. (laughs) And, and it's, you know, what you, what you're saying, Amber is so perfect because I can ask people every day, what do you want? And they, they're just like, about what, right? About what specifically? And then, you know, your brain just like can't even comprehend the simplicity of it. And it's okay. Um, I mean, I definitely say I didn't do it alone, you know, by any means. You know, I may be nomadic, but I'm never alone. Um, you know, even going through this journey, the growth and development, you know, you and I have been on stages, you know, getting the congratulations and, you know, winning those, you know, milestones together. And, you know, um, what, you know, and funny story I was going to share with you, um, how I got into financial services was because of my upset of not being clear, not having guidance, And, um, and then of course, like you always want to be guided by someone that has a lifestyle that you want, Mm. you know, that's what we look for in mentors and coaches. And, um, and for, and and, and this is like a bit of a side note, but it's almost like when you say nomadic entrepreneur, I would say like the Instagram nomadic entrepreneur were like the untouchables or the gamers or the influencers or, you know, and then when I discovered, you know, leaving my job to educate people. Um, Cause I watched actually one of your guests, like go from career to entrepreneur. And I was just like, how did she do it? And then she got married and then she had a baby. And I was like, Oh my God, you know, but um, the, the biggest thing for me about going into financial services was to have clarity. Mm. Like, and you can never have enough clarity. Uh, and it, the clarity is only about where you're at. It's not even about your goals yet. It just starts off with like, where am I starting? What am I starting with? How much do I have? What don't I have? Where do I want to be? Mm. What are my goals? What do I need to do to get to my goals? And um I mean, I've really taken a lot of the coaching skills in, you know, previous entrepreneurial skills and really just apply them, you know, a lot of the, um, I would say, lingo or even like the way that I speak with my potential clients or even current clients is like, what does really matter to them right now? And understanding their comprehension of what they've just had a conversation with me about. So it's um, or an organic conversation. And it's such an uncomfortable conversation because we have such a high expectation of where we think that we should be in life, you know? And I, that ran me, that ran my life for so long, for so, so long that I should be in a certain place and it should look a certain way. And, um, you know, it was, and, and I'll be honest, the way that I got to Vancouver again this year, 
um, is, you know, last year I got my, you know, MVP award, you know, like top producer and, you know, being in the top of every category and knowing that like, I was going to take this seriously and through a pandemic and I was like, all right, cool. And through a failed relationship. And I was like, all right, no problem. You know, like, it's kind of like, I fell flat on my face in one area, but really grew in the other, you know? And, um, and then this year, just getting really clear, like, what is really important, which is just like you said, like, what do you want? Mm. You know? It's so funny. It's such a hard, like, what do you want? Four words, right? And a question mark, <laughs> like, and for so many people and myself included for, for good parts of my life, it's like not able to answer that question with any kind of clarity or like even like, and, and, and I think this idea, what I'm really getting in this conversation is that like that this idea of what do I want is like somewhere to get to, like, uh-huh. you know, once you figure that out, you've arrived and like, yeah. then your whole life becomes about fulfilling on what is it that you really want versus like, what I, what I want is going to keep evolving. There's what mm-hmm. I want now. And then there's going to be mm-hmm. what I want in five years. And there's going to be what I want in 10 yeah. years and 15 and, yes. you know, God willing, I have all of that time. Um, but yes, it's not like the answer to that question. And I, and I shared a post about this a little while ago, like, don't let the answer to your question be the end of your looking. Mm-hmm. And if I were to sum up Quinn in a nutshell, like you are the epitome <laughs> of that, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. let the answer to your questions become the end of your looking. And I think that is like a really courageous, you know, fearless way to live life because, <laughs> uh, you know, and it's, and it's beautiful and it may not be for everyone, you know, perhaps it's not for everyone, but I think, and I think for you, it really um, mm-hmm. has you keep expanding yourself and, and growing and uh-huh. not, and, and being able to always be like, okay, well, and it's not like you don't ever achieve the things that you want. Cause I, I definitely know that you do. And yes. it's like, okay, great. I, I got, I achieved that. Now what, right now? What oh, do yeah, I want? For sure. Oh, that's, that's probably like one of my favorite questions now. Right. Because it used to be like, you know, people are like, now what? Uh-oh. You know, that's usually the automatic response and everyone can probably relate to that. Um, and I mean, I didn't know actually this would actually come up in this conversation, but what really drives me like behind everything that happens, it's, it's actually very spiritual. It's not of this, I would say, <laughs> domain, you know, um, where it's, it's entrepreneurship and the lifestyle that you want is available to every everyone, however it looks like. And um, and it it was uh, in the same time period that you and I were um, training together that I got to really discover that I really want to have a really good spiritual life, like a really healthy one. And um, that was probably one of the biggest choices in my life um, to choose to actually. Uh, go through the process of getting baptized as a Christian in mm. September um, of 2017. And leading up to that journey was really like a lot of letting go, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of um, understanding and rebuilding the relationships that I really 
that really mattered to me, which was with my mom, you know, with my family, with my brothers. Um, and it just started there, you know, and, and that really drove what I do, you know, and when someone said that I should become like a youth pastor, I was just kind of like, well, what would a youth pastor do? Right. And that kind of got me into the journey of, well, I can really have a conversation with a lot of people about a lot of things. Um, and I never really talk about God really to people, but when it shows up, it's kind of like really special. And um, because really when we learn about money, we learn about it as like something that we need to go do something, some other things or have stuff versus that money is like the currency and energy of what we put out that kind of comes back to us. Mm. And, um, and I, and I've only learned that in the past, I would say in the past 365 days, um, I've learned the most about money coming from a relationship standpoint, coming from a personal standpoint, being in a pandemic, you know, like (laughs) all the different things, um, that lead me to where I am today. And, um, I would say like, I have to just be so grateful and thankful for my friends that push me to go further, to challenge me, to test myself, um, almost losing my mom. Like it was never something I'd never want to experience or anyone to experience, but that kind of woke me up to like, TikTok, <laughs> you know, there, there is a time clock, you know, and, um, and that was like, you know, when my mom wasn't well, it was kind of like, okay, well, this is the time to do everything to make sure that she's good. And the moment that she was, you know, my friend dared me, she's like, why don't you just book a ticket to a place that you know, that you love. Mm. And it was still March. So everything was kind of like uncertain, but I love Vancouver. And I looked at the flight and the round trip flight was $213. And I was like, okay, well, what do I have to lose? And for those moment, of you not living in Canada, that is like unheard of. Like traveling in Canada <laughs> is expensive because we just don't have as many people, right? So it's like cheaper oh, yeah. it's, it's far. to go to Cuba or some like, far. you know, <laughs> island destination than it is to travel within. Yes. So, you know. And the typical flight would be about between 700 to to $1,000, like economy, typically. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was the dare. It was like, you know, book the date. I booked it on the day that I like May 13th. I love 13 May was coming up and, um, I didn't know until May 6th, you know, that my mom tested negative, uh, on her COVID test that, you know, out of all the things that we did, like she's arrived, you know, her health is now back restored. You know, it took with say four and a half months and, and that was it. I was like, okay, I'm going to pack my bag and get on the plane. And then it was just got to me, got me to be where I am right now, having this conversation with you. So great, right? I love what you just said there, right? I, um, I just booked 
trip to go home to New Zealand for, yeah. for three months. And, and in, you know, I don't know how it's all going to work out, to be honest. I have no clue. <laughs> I, it did cause me to have to get to buy a new whiteboard so I can like plan it and make <laughs> sure that right. I can like take care of, you know, New Zealand 16 hours ahead, you know, and there's work and commitments and teaching and teaching a course at U of T and how am I going to manage all of that? Yep. when like, exactly. I don't even know what time eight, seven, six <laughs> o'clock at night is, you know, like, <laughs> All of that, right? Like all of it. And, but it came from, you know, my aunt died a few weeks ago. And when I was in New Zealand in 2015 with Kayla and Matthew, like I just really got how much I missed being back home. And Mm -hmm. I promised myself that I would get back to New Zealand at least every two years. Yeah. So I could have those relationships that I could build them. And, and I didn't fulfill on that promise to myself and I'm not making myself wrong for it. Like life happens. Like there's lots of reasons why we do what we do and we don't. Um, and, and I really wanted to see my aunt before she died and, uh, you know, she'd been unwell for a couple of years and we kind of, we didn't know exactly when, but we knew, and, you know, on some level we knew and, and, and so when that happened, I was just like, no, I was like, screw it. I'm going, it'll all work itself out. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what it's going to look like exactly. And I know, and, and that confidence in yourself, because, you know, that knowing that faith, you talk about your relationship with God, spirituality, like knowing that it, it's all going to get taken care of. And I love this, like someone shared this line with me this week, like you don't pack your bags before you book your flight to Cuba. Like you book no. the flight. Yeah. And then you pack your bags and then yep. you figure it out. Right. <laughs> but like, what if being in life was like that? It's like, no. And, and another big reason, like I'm going to be going to Bali for a week on a vac- uh, like Yay. for a vacation, which I'm yes, so pumped for. <laughs> this has been like on my vision board for years and I haven't fulfilled on it yet. Uh, and, and part of the reason I didn't do that was I've been like, part of me was waiting for a romantic partner to go on that trip with. And I just got to see like, you know, I've been waiting and it's like, I'm not going to wait anymore. Maybe I'm supposed to meet him in Bali. Like, I'm just not going to wait for any of the things that I want to fulfill on, uh, you know, for some, what if down the road, who knows when it's going to come to fruition. Um, And so I think it's like really, really powerful to, to be like, to trust. And and I think my, my recent journeys into my, you know, deepening of my faith and my spiritual, you know, it's so funny. So Keegan comes into my room last night and I was like, it was like a stupid day yesterday. Like so much work, so many meetings, teaching my life, like it was stupid. And I was literally like in my chair, like a, like brain dead. And he walks into my room and he's like on my side table beside my, my reading chair where I have all of my books, there's like the way of the rose with my rosary on top of it. And there's like a Himalayan salt lamp. And then there's a Buddha and, you know, a Tibetan like prayer bowl or singing bowl. And and he's like, you know how messed up that is. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm exploring. And that like, I'm exploring my faith. I'm exploring myself as a spiritual being and I'm being open to like, whatever that looks like and, and things keep showing up in that journey. And I think that's really neat. And it's impacting how I be in business. Mm-hmm. It's impacting how I be in my business because I just am like less of forcing and, and trying to, you know, make things happen more leaning back and, and being open to the opportunities that are just naturally kind of showing up. And, um, 
there's way less efforting. Like there's way less efforting yeah. about all of it. Efforting. <laughs> I love it. I listen, it's it's kind of like, you know, when one day you're just like, I wonder what I wonder what I'll be when I grow up, you know? And and exactly <laughs> what you just said. What right? if we never grow up, Quinn? It's like, I'm just like, when does, when does the growing up happen? <laughs> like, and, um, I mean, you're a mom. So it's like, I mean, I'm surrounded by moms. I'm surrounded by people that are not moms, you know? Um, and it's just kind of like, I've really just come to like what you just said. Right. It's just kind of like at any moment, you know, it's your time, it's your journey. It's your opportunity. You get to, you know, listen, I've done. I've quit the jobs the wrong way. A lot of the times I've like, you know, well, listen, if you really want to be an entrepreneur, that'll test you. <laughs> um, but really like, I would definitely say like out of this conversation, Amber, um, being someone that's nomadic and being on this journey, um, it's really been about the community. It's really about who's got your back. Who have you built the relationships with? And that's why I love entrepreneur, like being an entrepreneur, because it is all about the entrepreneur. Like I just said that like a totally different way. I, sorry, I got distracted because someone sent me a message and it's kind of in the background of my head now. So I apologize. Um, but I For love a, being it's the brain, right? I love it. It's oh, the God. human brain. It just like that. <laughs> it, it's just never, never stops. So great. Um, I being an entrepreneur, what's so be, great about being an entrepreneur is having the support and like at any moment it can change, it can pivot, but you get to say how it goes and the people around you are kind of like, Hey, let's go do this, you know, and they want you to win. And you're, if you're not around those people, just gotta, you know, put on your glasses Take off your rose-colored glasses, you know, um, put in your contact lenses. I don't know. Get your eyes checked. Get your heart checked. Um, and and really, like, I would definitely acknowledge you, Amber, because I know being a podcaster and being an entrepreneur and, you know, you're also career-driven. You have, I mean, I was a multitude, we're both like multitude, like skills, like, you know, but really like you really own being a mom. You really own, like, you know, you really own being a friend. You really own like that vulnerability of like dating or like, you know, and, and I really um, would say I've learned so much from that. And that's part of this journey. You know, I, I, I would definitely say like every moment, everything you get to do with anybody in your life, um, being an entrepreneur, it can be very lonely, um, some of the time and even sometimes a lot of the time. And, um, and people don't really see the moments that you go through to get to where you're at. And, um, it's so great that you say that. And I think we were talking about this morning, like, uh, you know, you and I are in wisdom together and on the call this morning, we're having a conversation yeah. about like, why, why partnership? Oh yeah. You know, what does being in community provide? 
And Mm -hmm. as someone who spent, you know, very good chunks of their life, like even, even when I was like, if you were to look from the outside, I was in community. I was causing community for other people. Yes. I didn't have the experience of like uh-huh. being connected and very much like on my own. And, and a big part of that was like, there were just parts of myself that I was unwilling to share with people because I was afraid of like them seeing parts of me that I couldn't be with. And Peter said this great thing a couple of weeks ago. He said, you know, um, you belong where you say you belong. Yep. Exactly. I create belonging, right? It, yes. It's not out there. It's not like, yeah. You, even with like the group of friends, like the, the subgroup, like we, you and I have so many different groups that we kind oh, of yeah. put in and out of, but like in, inside of the community with like Jolene and, and all of those people, like sometimes my brain will be like, I, I will allow myself to get taken out. Cause I'm like, Oh, well, I'm not part of Primerica. So I'm not really part of the tribe. Right. Like I'm not Which really so part not of the, the community. Not the point. <laughs> oh, I know. Right. I, I, I know. Yeah. And it's like, I, that conversation is all over here with me. I do that. I'm the one yes. saying I don't belong. That doesn't come from you or Jolene or any of the other people in that, in that group. Right. Yeah. But it's like, notice starting to notice where it's like, where, do I, where do I say I don't belong or where do uh-huh. I say I don't belong fully? Right. I think that's yeah. such a powerful thing. And, and as, as entrepreneurs, especially in the startup phase of, of businesses, like it's so important to be in community. It's so important to be oh my God. finding, finding other people that you can connect with. And because, because our heads, like, like our perception of what's possible is so limited against the totality of what is actually possible. So chances are, if you're an entrepreneur and you're operating on your own and not in some kind of community, not in dialogue with someone about your business, you are making things way harder than they need to be. Listen, it's, it's totally possible. Right. And I would, I would say, um, one of the biggest things I've learned in the past few months, I would say, or even year, it's like working by yourself or being independent is a, a um, what is it like a trigger response, mm. you know, being independent, you know, wanting to listen, I'm a know-it-all like you can ask me anything, but that was because, you know, no one was going to tell me how to do it. <laughs> You know, so I can be reliable for that and I can be a go-to person and I wanted to be a go-to person, you know, but I didn't have a specialty. And I mean, I can be a go-to person for a lot of different things, but, um, I definitely say like, though I work in finances, finances is, is really like, I would say the foundation of what I do, but you know, when you have your finances in order, it changes how you date. It changes how you like go out. It changes how you look, feel, sleep. Um, it is a huge part of well-being. And and everybody, you know, it's literally like everybody has a rock bottom. You know, and some people might never have to experience that. And some people have to experience it more than others. Yeah. And that's another part of this journey too. <laughs> We're definitely going to have to jump back on at some point in time and have that conversation because we totally. get so messed up around money. 
Like there's just <laughs> such caca. Like, oh my Lord. Like if I could use, I, I choose not to use stronger language on the show because I just, you know, want it to be accessible to every, anyone who wants. Is it PG? Yeah. Or well, not PG so much as like, I'm just, I try to be responsible for my language. And those of you that know me well know that I do. Yeah. Occasionally. Yes. <laughs> use profanities, but in this space, I choose not to. But mm-hmm. like, we are just so freaking messed up when it comes to money. Yeah. The majority of us. Right. Yeah. And uh, there's a huge opportunity, you know, for uh, I'll, I'll end things here for for any of you who don't have a financial plan or don't have someone having your back when it comes to your financial services. Uh, you know, Quinn and her team and the people that she works with, they're a great resource like I get support in this area of my life because I'm clear, like when it comes to money, there are people who see so much bigger possibility around money than I do. My, my views, my, what I think is appropriate, what I, my default context or map around money is like, you know, a suburb of the greater Toronto area versus the whole <laughs> globe, right? There are yeah. some people out there like Quinn and Jolene and other people in in their network they literally see a whole universe when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like stuck in like the GTA, right? Like that's the size of the possibility I see, right? It may not <laughs> even be that big some days. So I like, it. I just really invite anyone listening to this conversation um, to get in communication. You don't have to go it alone. There are lots yeah. of people out there who will support you regardless of, you know, and I, I know you're in a network marketing business and regardless of whether you want to create a secondary source of income and, and we totally. all do know it's all about, you know, ideally it would be about multiple streams of income, but even if it's just upping your game around your financial literacy, yeah. getting, informing yourself, understanding how these things work, uh, just you, you're, you're well-served to get in communication with Quinn and, and, you know, she'll take really good <laughs> care of you. And Quinn, just thank you so much. I adore you. I love you. Thank I, you. I, I was so looking forward to this time with you. I think it's one of the greatest things about the podcast. It's like, I get excited like Christmas morning. I'm like, ah, I get to, I get to be (laughs) in community. I mean, I woke up at 4 a.m. Calgary time, you know, like. (laughs) Totally, I could get on Christmas morning, right? And like, how great. I just love our friendship for that and our relationship for that. So thank Thank you for sharing yourself and sharing what you're up to. And uh, I hope whatever your journeys take you, whether when you come back this way, I get to see you soon. Awesome. For sure. I love it. Thank you. And everyone listening, you'll be able to find out how to connect with Quinn in the show notes and, and find out what she's all about. And, and uh, just thank you for listening and have a great weekend. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. For show info, visit whatwouldamberdo.com. And for information about Amber Howard and Associates offerings and services, visit amberhowardinc.com.